0: good morning let's give the lord a praise offering amen how many are excited to be in the house of god thank you lord we're going to go ahead and go through our announcements uh, this morning Uh, we want to keep in mind about the stride for life all the information is out there in the foyer if you walk outside the double doors to the left on the table you will have information about that but it's basically a comfort care women's health Which is a life-affirming nonprofit medical clinic that seeks to engage, educate, equip, and empower women and men most vulnerable to abortion when facing an unintended pregnancy. So, what a great opportunity for you to support this great organization to help that go on because that's much needed. Amen. Also, next uh, Saturday or this Saturday, actually not next this coming Saturday on May 6th, if you're interested in walking. Uh there is a registration form back there on that table as well. And I believe the registration is around 9 a.m. The walks at 10. So if you're interested in doing that and helping with that, also that information is back there as well. There will be a women's connection on May the 10th between 6 and 8 p.m. Uh, my lovely bride who is not here with me this morning, but uh she will also be doing a devotional that night. So please come out, women, and be a part of that. Uh, Women's Connection, May 10th, from 6 to 8. And then we also, men, are going to be having a uh, men's fellowship night, but we're going to have a movie night. We're going to bring in some refreshments. We're just going to have a good time of fellowship and just get together and enjoy a movie uh, that I believe the men will be inspired and really... Uh, enjoy this movie so men if you can and will please join us it will be here at the church uh, where we'll be watching that movie okay and then we got youth Sunday uh, on May 21st uh, with our with our youth pastor pastor John will actually be our speaker that morning so I'm sure that he would uh, be encouraged if you would be bringing prayer up to him as he hears from God on what he would have him to bring to us and to our youth on that Sunday. So let's keep that in mind and keep that in prayer. I just want to say that my wife is not here with me this morning because my daughter is uh, facing a surgery that is upcoming, I believe, on the 5th, which is this week. And so I would ask you as a church family to pray for her uh, as she faces surgery in Morgantown, Morgantown University Hospital. So, uh, please be, uh, praying for her. My wife will stay with her a little bit just because that's what moms do. And they want to take care of their daughters, right? That's what you do. And so just remember my wife as well and my daughter if you will do that for me. But now's the time. How many are, you know, the Bible says for us to enter into his gates with thanksgiving. How many are thankful you're here? And then he says, when you come into my courts or into my presence, you come with praise. Right. And we're here to praise God. We're here to lift up the name that is above every name. It's Sister Tina leads us in worship. But let's give the Lord a
1: hand. Possible with God. Hallelujah.
2: Great God, God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Let's go to prayer this morning. Father, you're a great great Father. We love you this morning. We worship you this morning. God, you said you knew our beginning to our end. And that you would be there from the beginning till the end. Father, we just worship You this morning. We glorify You this morning. All honor and all praise is given to You, Father, this morning. Father, we go to the Lord in prayer and we just ask You to touch Marcia this morning. Father, as she is scheduled to have surgery this week. God, we ask you to go in and touch her back right now and completely, God, completely bring a healing to her this morning. Father, we're asking you, Lord, to touch Pastor Stephen Cindy's daughter right now. God, she needs a miracle, and we're believing for that miracle this morning together as a family. Father, we thank you for touching uh, Brother Cecil Brock, a family. Remember here at this church, Lord, that you will go right and you would go right now, Lord, and you would touch his body. Father, thank you for touching Brother Jerry and Thelma's family as they lost a loved one this week. And God, we know that you are our Father and you care for everything about our lives. And Lord, we just worship you and thank you this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. As they sing, Turn Around. Spent a few minutes shaking your neighbor's hand this morning. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah! Praise God! And do you say it's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. Praise the Lord. We got a lot of people, people out sick and traveling, and continually pray for, pray for them. I've got so many directions I want to go this morning, so I better, uh, I better figure out real quick what direction that is. Amen. Praise the Lord uh what I want to do uh, this morning I want to I want to talk to you about a, a, a subject I, let, let me start it out like this I asked someone to um, uh, send me a uh, video this re- week about a another pastor uh, preaching and he preached on excuses and how many of you know uh, sometimes that God takes the pastor and he sets him down and he has a, he has a conversation with him. Uh, and sometimes those conversations are uh, conversations of correction, or I've told you before, uh, it's almost like a conversation that, that, that maybe a dad would have with a son. How many of you know that God is, is a God that loves us, but God is a God that corrects us? A God that speaks to us because He's concerned about our life And He he knows it from the beginning to the end. And so He wants the the best for all of us, right? How many believe that God wants the best for all of us? Amen? And so uh, God this week had to set me down and have a conversation with me after I listened to this uh, uh, message. And the message was on excuses. Uh, How many of you know that we live in a time and era in the United States where People are always making excuses about things. It, it, can you say "Amen" with me? So, what I want to do this morning, I want to treat this room like a, a living room, and we're just sitting down having a conversation. Okay. Now, I don't know if you're going to leave like really in, uh, really on a high, uh, leaving this sermon this morning because my intention is. For the Lord to use this sermon to correct us or to put us back on track or to help us look at our life. Okay. That's the, uh, that's the point of uh, this sermon. So, uh, this pastor took this, uh, passage of scripture about excuses. Remember the lame man that was at the pool of Bethesda and uh, he took it out of that passage of scripture and broke down. And he talked about the lame excuses. Amen. Well, this morning I thought, you know what, I, I am going to talk this morning about excuses also, but I'm going to take it out of the book of Exodus, okay? And we're going to look at the life of uh, Moses, okay? And when you start studying the Scriptures, you will see where there were a lot of people until you really start studying, you don't realize how many people in the Word of God made excuses, uh, I, I, I have nine that I that I came up with. Remember uh, remember, Eve said the snake made me do it? Uh, how about Adam? I like this. Thank you, Adam. The woman you gave me made me do it. Amen, men? Amen. Uh, uh, how about Esau? I'd have died if I wouldn't have eat that red stuff. How about Naaman? The rivers back home are cleaner. Why are you asking me to be dipped in this river? Uh, what about Gideon? He talked about his family. He said, My family's not the greatest. But God said, I didn't choose your family, Gideon. I chose, I chose you. What about Moses? Moses said, I'm not good enough. Uh, what about Jeremiah? I'm too, uh, I'm too young. Uh, Aaron said, I threw the gold into the fire, and a calf came, a golden calf came out. Really, Aaron? That's, that's kind of I don't know how that worked with God. Uh, So the truth is, we all make excuses. Benjamin Franklin said, He that is good for making excuses is seldom good for anything else. So what we're going to do, we're going to dive into the book of Exodus chapter 3 and 4. It's where we're going to take our passage of Scripture this morning. And we're going to get into this. We're going to kind of eavesdrop. How many of you have ever eavesdropped before? Uh, come on, ladies, come on. How many, I mean, I know men eavesdrop, but come on, ladies. How many of you have eavesdropped, okay? Yeah, yeah, amen, I heard an amen somewhere, eavesdropped, amen. So what we're going to do, we're going to eavesdrop on this conversation that Moses is having with God, okay? Uh, most of us think that Moses was this great hero, and he was. Remember, he come down the mountain with the Ten Commandments, Uh, Also, he uh, led the children of Israel across the uh, Red uh, Sea. Uh, So Moses was a great hero of the Bible. Uh, I think he was one of the greatest leaders in the Bible. But as we eavesdrop on this conversation between uh, uh, Moses and God, let me set this up, Uh, Moses is at the burning bush. Okay, And the Lord says to Moses, uh, take off your shoes, you're standing on holy ground. About the same time that God tells Moses, take off your shoes, you're on holy ground. The Lord dropped this in my spirit this week. About the same time He told him that, not long after He is really telling him, put your shoes back on, I've got an assignment for you to do. So we see Moses coming out of being in the presence of the Lord, where God is saying, put your shoes back on, which is an illustration as, I've got something for you to do. So he moves out of the presence of God. And God tells him, i got an assignment for you to do. And let's see how Moses reacts to that assignment. God has spoken to Moses, he's called Moses, he's okay. given Moses an assignment. God wants to take the children of Israel from Egypt into the promised land. but the children of e- but the children of Israel excuse me is bound in slavery. Now Pharaoh is not a guy to be messed with, okay? Pharaoh uh, uh, put the children of Israel into slavery. He's killing all of these uh, 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 babies, all these young men, so they cannot rise up and make an army against him. So Pharaoh is not a, 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 a not a guy that you want to uh, mess with. So God is telling Moses, "I want you to go to." Pharaoh, this is your assignment, this is your calling, this is what I'm telling you to do, okay? Moses, you just come out of my presence, you spent time with me in your presence, now I've got an assignment. Let me stop right there. How many times has God touched our lives? Maybe He's healed our bodies, touched our family, uh, give us a new job, I can go on and on, or we've been in church in the presence of God, we feel the Spirit of God, but God has given us an assignment to do. We would much rather rather be in the presence of God than walk out the assignment that He has for us. Right? Am I right? Come on, help me. Wouldn't we much rather come to church and feel the presence of God or feel the presence of God in our prayer time? That feels really good, right? I I mean, does the presence of God feel good in your life? Amen? We would much rather feel the presence of God than to walk out the assignment of God. Preach it, Kevin. Okay. We, we, we would much rather be in the presence of God than we would walk out the assignment of God. So, uh, Moses gives, Mo, as I study, I've seen Moses gives God not only one excuse. Okay, Okay, I used to give my dad and mom excuses. How about you? Or give your boss excuse why you can't come to work the next day. Amen. Or your daughter give you excuse why they can't clean the room. Amen. We come up with all kinds of excuses. So we're going to walk down the road of these excuses this morning and let's see if we can put our uh, self in the place. So because God, God has called all of us to do something. God has called every one of us in this room, in this big living room, God has called every one of us to do something. Well, I can't teach, but you can show up for prayer. Uh, I can't deal with the youth, but you can help with the youth. Uh, I don't like working in the nursery because I'm not crazy about little kids. But you can can do something on the worship team. Okay? Let me me make this clear, uh, because all of us, It's got a calling in our life. God's tapped each one of us on the shoulder. Let me say it like this. If you have gave your life to Christ and you want the benefits of Christ, you just signed up for an assignment from Christ. Let 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 me say that again. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If you are born again and you want the benefits of Christ, you want to go to heaven, you want to escape hell, and you want the blessings of God in your life, then you just signed up for an assignment from Christ. Because all born-again Christians have an assignment on their life. Amen? Okay. So, as I walk down through this, let's see where, uh, where we all may Uh, make excuses in our life and see if this applies to us. Exodus chapter verse 3 and verse 11. We'll start with our first excuse, okay? But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Now, set the stage. You got to understand, as I said a few minutes ago, uh, what King Pharaoh was and how he was. So excuse number one, if you're taking notes this morning, Moses has said, I am unqualified to do what you've asked me to do. Wow. How many times is when God gives us an assignment to do that we say to him, I'm not qualified to do that. There's someone else better to do it. I'm not qualified. So Moses, it sounded like this for Moses. Who am I? I'm a nobody. I'm a has-been. I'm too old. Moses was 80 years old. I'm past my prime. I'm a shepherd over sheep. I'm not a leader of people. What was Moses dealing with? I think Moses was dealing with self-doubt. Anybody here have dealt with self-doubt? Moses lacked confidence in himself. Moses says, I don't know about that. I don't have any uh, confidence in myself. I wonder why you've called me to do something at times. I make excuses in my mind. I can think I'm a nobody at times. God sees something in Moses that Moses doesn't see in himself. The first excuse, God, I'm unqualified. I can't do it. What do you think about that, God? God says, this is what I think about it. Here's my response back to you, Moses. And God said, I'll be with you. I'll be with you. Was he being unqualified? Was he unqualified? A big fat yes. From a human standpoint, he could not go toe-to-toe with Pharaoh. If you were picking candidates to go up against Pharaoh, you would not have picked Moses. But God. Look at your neighbor and say, But God. That's the answer. I may be unqualified. You may be unqualified. But God. Let's say it together. But God. Here's my assignment. I'm unqualified, but God. Let's say that together. Here's my assignment. Here's my assignment. I am unqualified, but God. That's the answer. God said, I will be with you. That's the bottom line. Nothing else matters. If God is with Moses, then He cannot fail. Assignment, you but God, you cannot fail in your assignment. Why? But God. Moses said uh, God said, Moses, I'm calling you. You are up for this challenge. I know you have insecurities. I know you have a past. I know you're eighty years old. But God is saying, I believe in you, Moses, you believe in yourself. But Moses said starts to make another excuse because God did not accept the first one. How many times, men, if your wife asks you to do something and you give her an excuse and she doesn't accept that one, so you give her another one. how does it work out? Not too good, right? Well, it didn't work out too good with with God. The second excuse. Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your forefathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is your name? Then what am I going to tell them? Second excuse. They don't know me. It's true they didn't know Moses. He had been gone for 40 years A generation had come and gone. So the excuse does contain a little bit of level of truth. The question is not who are you, but rather who sent you. The question is your assignment and you. The question is not if it's you to work out the assignment. It's who sent you on the uh, assignment. Moses is worried. Moses is afraid. Moses is full of fear. Uh, Moses starts questioning God because God has commissioned him. God has called him. God has tapped him on the shoulder for the assignment. And God has placed him for the task. Here's a principle to remember in spiritual matters. If you come on your own authority, you're no match for the enemy to your assignment. But when you come to your assignment in the name that is above every name, here's your assignment. Here's you. And you're unqualified. And you don't know how it's going to work out. But God. Say with me. But God. So, but God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, and in the name that is above every name, in that name, I'm going to do the assignment that God asked me to do because I'm not doing it in my name. I'm doing it in the name of Jesus. How does God respond Did that excuse? Exodus chapter 3, 14 says, And God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites, to Pharaoh. I am has sent me to you. Pharaoh, I don't come in my own name, I come in the name that is above every name, the I am, that I am, that I am, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Pharaoh, that's the name that I come in. I am your strength, he says, I am your encouragement, I am your health, I am your hope. I am your supplier. I am your defender. I'm your deliverer. I am your forgiveness. I am your joy. I am your future above all things, beneath all things, above all things, in front of all things. He will always be. He always is, and he always will be. Moses, just do what God it's a sign you to do. But Moses says, we're in the living room this morning having a conversation. Moses says, um, what if? He won't give up. How many have any, have, have you have any, maybe just one of your kids or all of your kids were strong-headed? Oh, come on, guys. Am I the only one that has a strong-headed kid? Okay. I mean, she does not know what no is. And that's the truth. Moses is pushing back and saying, Okay, God, what if? Exodus chapter 1, verse 4, verse 1. Moses answers, What if they don't believe me or listen to me? And I say, The Lord did not appear to you. So, what if they don't? What if they don't believe me when I talk to them or listen to them? Uh, God, what 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 are I supposed to say? So this is where Moses is going with this. Moses went from who am I, insecurity, not believing in himself, no confidence, to number two, I don't have the answer from the knowledge and plans to make this happen to will they even believe me, which is will they respect me as a leader? Moses' third excuse is, they won't believe me. How does that play out in our life? Why? Because Moses has a checkered past. He murdered an Egyptian and covered it up and ran for almost 40 years. It's a big chance that Pharaoh does not have any respect for Moses at all. So when Moses speaks to Pharaoh about what God said, it's a big chance that Pharaoh's not going to what? Listen to him, because he don't have any respect what for him. Where there is no respect, there is no influence. The reason Moses is questioning God is because Moses knows respect is the cornerstone of leadership. If you don't respect someone that is speaking into your life, then they have no effect into your life. Because respect lays the foundation for success. If you want influence in other people's lives, you've got to have their respect. And Moses knew this. God said, Moses, your excuse is not good enough. Leave that to me. Because when I get done with Pharaoh, he'll respect you. When I, when I get done with Pharaoh, he's going to respect you. Do you remember, I'm going to run down through it real fast. Do you remember in Exodus 4, 2-9? The first one was, Moses, listen, you've got a wooden staff in your hand. Just throw it down and see what happens. And how many of you know in the Bible it became a what? Uh, that would wake you up. What about the second one? Moses standing there and he turns what? Like leprosy and what? God completely heals it. He says, I can put disease on you and take it off that quick. The third one was the water from the Nile turned it into blood. That was the first plague saying, you know what? That's a foreshadow of the future of what I'm going to do to you, Pharaoh. Now do you think Moses has the attention of Pharaoh? God says, don't worry about it. He says he'll have respect for you when I get done with him. Four excuses. Moses is still negotiating with God. We're trying to. How many times has God spoke to you and I about an assignment in our life for the kingdom? Because we're here to affect what? Come on guys, we're here to affect the kingdom. We're, we're kings of the kingdom. We're children of the kingdom. So we're supposed to be working in the what? The kingdom. We're assigned our assignment for the kingdom. But anytime God taps us on the shoulder to do something for the kingdom... If it's bigger than us, then we give God all kinds of excuses why we cannot do it. There's nobody there's nobody in there more in a prime example than myself. When God had called me to preach, you would not believe all the excuses that I gave God. They were unreal. Well you see that I'm standing up here this morning. Who won? Here's the last one, or the fourth one. Moses said, I can't do it. Moses says, I am not a gifted speaker. Exodus 4 verse 10 says, But Moses said to the Lord, Please, Lord, I've never been a skilled speaker. Even now, after talking to you, I cannot speak well. I speak slowly and I can't find the best words. God promises to give Moses whatever he needs in spite of his weaknesses. All Moses has to do is go to Pharaoh and speak and the rest is up to God. Just obey and the rest is up to God. Moses had to be thinking to himself, why God would you choose a guy who has, who has never spoke before You know how painful it is, Lord, for me to speak, to pronounce words correctly, to think just the right thing. Moses was full of doubt. Why? Because when Moses spoke, most scholars believed that he stuttered. Now, can you imagine Moses going to King Pharaoh, one of the most wicked kings, and trying to explain to him that God said, let my people go. Out of all the million of people. Out of all the English teachers. Out of all the people, so to speak. God could have picked someone... That could have spoke clearly, right? And he taps Moses on the shoulder and he can't even hardly speak for his assignment. So do you think Moses had a right to ask God, why are you sending me? I cannot do it. But Moses does not, but God, excuse me, does not accept Moses' excuse. The Lord said to him, Who gave human beings their mouths, Moses? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now, listen, he's done with his excuses. He says, now go and I will help you speak and teach you what to say, Moses. God said, you know what, Moses? I'm going to be with you. And then when you get there, I'm going to tell you what to speak. Here's the last one. But Moses said, Pardon your servant, Lord. Please send someone else. Well, that's a good one. Let somebody else do it. Let, 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 let's, let someone else sing. Let someone else. Teach the kids. Let someone, X, Y, Z, I could go on and on and on from assignments that God has put on our life. Let someone else do it. This is what, excuse number five, if you take a note. This is exactly what Moses was telling God. I mean, Moses was pretty brave. He says, I don't want to do it. You're kidding me, Moses. You just told God, you don't want to do it. Now, all of us in this living room this morning, holier and thou, we do the same thing. Don't we? I mean, we don't come out and say out loud, God, I don't want to do it. God, I'm not going to do it. We don't say that out loud. But we tell God in our heart, right? Right? Come on, right? I'm not doing that. I don't. I mean, actually, it get down to the point that I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Well, it doesn't matter if you don't want to do it or not. Can I give you an example? And I've used this more than once. When my dad told me to do something, he didn't say, "Kevin, do you want to do it?" How many, if you had a if you had the real type of mom and dad when they told you to do uh, do it a uh, 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 sister would you do you went and, you went and done it or you got your honey burned up right right well i don't want to do it well i don't care if you want to do it or not just go do it so moses says i don't want to do it And when I look at this whole story, you know what it brings me back to? Guys, it brings me back to that Moses was focused all on, his, on himself. It was all about him. He gave God all of these excuses. Why? Because it was all about him. Him. It wasn't about God. It wasn't about what He could accomplish for God. It was all about, say it with me, all about Him. It's not all about us. Let me say that again. It's not all about us. It's about Him. Come on. It's it's not about it's not about my feelings. Well, I don't feel like I want to do it. Well, it's not about your feelings. I don't want to do it. It's not about you not wanting to do it. I'm not qualified. It's not about you being qualified. What is it about? What is it about? It's about Him and Him only and me being obedient to what? To Him. Pastor, I thought you were going to preach a message today that would keep me going all week. I am. We wonder why. Listen to this. We, we all, we all wonder why God does not bless our life more than he does. Could it be, could it be that we are not walking in open? obedience. Because when you walk in obedience, you receive the full blessings of God. I'm going to end with the one. I'm going to end with this one. There was five. This is the one that the Lord really spoke to me this week. Sometimes, Kevin, you make excuses Because you don't want to discipline yourself to the point that it takes to accomplish the purpose and destiny that I've called you to. I encourage you to write that down. Sometimes we make excuses because we do not want to discipline ourselves to the point that it takes to accomplish our purpose or calling or our destiny. Let me explain before we close. God really spoke that one in my spirit this week. The larger your assignment is, the bigger your assignment is from God, the more disciplined that you're going to have to be in your life. Did you hear that? The bigger the assignment is that God has on your life, the more disciplined you're going to have to be so you can accomplish that assignment that God has given you the more disciplined you are the more that God can trust you with a larger assignment if you can't get out of bed and you just grab you a cup of coffee and you just run here and there and just hope your day works out the way that you think it might work out and I'll do it, it'll just that you have no control of your day at all you're not disciplined at all then God can't use somebody like that to go to a greater level that he wants to use them so God was speaking to me this week that Kevin you've got to be a more disciplined person for me to take you into what I want to take you into So for me, let me show you what this looks like for me. Well, Pastor, this is not very spiritual. It is very spiritual when it comes to God placing an assignment on your life. What does my morning routine look like? I'm working on my morning routine now. It's not not really up to par right yet, but I'm working on it. What's it look like what time I get out of bed? What's it look like when i have in my devotions? What does it look like about my health exercising? What's it look like the time I get in here at the church? What does it look like about how much work I've got done by lunchtime? Does that matter? Yes, it matters if I'm going to discipline myself for the assignment that God has set aside for me. Now, how many of you know I can make all kinds of excuses? I can give God all kinds of excuses about my morning routine. Well, I'll get to church whenever I get there. Then I'll stop by the store and get me a donut. Then I'll get there and I'll work a little bit and go get me uh, go get me a, a hamburger with cheese and, and and French fries and just eat anything. Is that discipline? The larger the assignment the more disciplined you're going to have to be. Is that spiritual? Yeah, that's spiritual. Because how many of you want God to use you greatly in the kingdom of God? Come on. Come on. Then you have to be disciplined. Because if I don't discipline myself for my morning routine, then I'm not going to have the right study time to be able to study and prepare, right? So I've got to discipline myself. So when I got that message this week, that was preached out of another passage of scripture on excuses, it hit me like a rock. Kevin, you've been making some excuses about discipline yourself the way I want you to discipline yourself. And it it was like, it was like have you ever heard had God to go upside the head to wake you up? Huh? ever had God to smack you upside the head and wake you up? Well, that's what He had to do. Okay? Listen. If we'll be obedient to God, I want to close with this, we're going to eat the good of the land. If we do just what God asks us to do, Christina's gonna start doing some drama for some sermons that I wanna do. But, but she's already told me that she's been waking up in the middle of the night trying to put them things together. Well, she might come to one of you and say, will you help me? Well, you know, I don't have time. I don't have time to help. You know, I gotta work. I gotta do this. Well, if that's the case, discipline yourself so you will have time. Go read a book on time management. Get your time straight. Is this a big deal? I don't know, God, you know. So God's going to set up in heaven. Listen, I'm going to close with this. God's going to set up in heaven. This is what He's going to do. Okay? Y'all with me? When you bring all of those excuses to Him, because I know I know you got better excuses than Moses. I know you do. I just know you got better excuses than Moses. I know the ones that you have laid out are so much better than the one Moses said, okay? So God is gonna say, okay, I accept it, right? He's gonna tell you and I the same thing just obey. Did you see at the very end of that passage of Scripture? What does the Bible said? That God's anger burned against Moses. Now, you think God accepted those excuses? Huh? Let's read it together. Then the Lord's... Who? Let's read it again. Then the Lord's... Let's read it again. Then the Lord's anger burned against Moses. And later we see where Aaron
1: uh-huh.
2: become his mouthpiece. God doesn't accept our excuses. So you know what? I want to walk in the assignment that God has for me, but confession for me to do that better and greater, I'm going to have to discipline myself more. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to do it. The devil is a liar. Everything within your power will come up to push you away from that. But I serve a God and I want, to the, the, I want to fulfill the assignment that's on my life. How many of you guys want to fulfill the assignment that's on your life? Amen? Amen? Let's stand this morning. Praise the Lord. Let's bow our heads in prayer this morning. Father, we thank You. You, Lord... Have touched each one of our lives. You got an assignment, Lord, for each one of us. Lord, I want to walk in your your blessings this morning. I want everything that you have for me. I want to walk in. I want to walk in your assignment that you have for me, Lord. Lord, I have oh, how many times have I told you that I'm not qualified? How many times have I said, Lord, can you send someone else to do this job? How many times, Lord, have I said, Lord, they're not going to believe me. They're not listening. They're not going to hear what you have to say. How many times have I said, I can't can't do what you've called me to. And Lord, really, I haven't said it out loud, but in my heart, how many times have I said, Lord, I don't want to do it. I just don't want to do it. And God, at the end, you have challenged me to discipline myself for my assignment. This morning, Lord, I accept that discipline in my life. to Fulfill the assignment that you have on my life. And God, if there's anyone here, because every one of them has an assignment, and if you're here this morning with please, every head bowed and every eye closed,
1: where no one is
2: looking around, and you would just slip your hand up and say, Pastor, I know that there's an assignment on my life. Would you just raise your hand? Come on, guys. God's called me to do something. And I keep making excuses. Would you just raise your hand? There's one, two, three. Just raise your hand. Pastor, I just keep making excuses to God why I can't do it. Wow. We'll have a few ladies to to pray with our sister around the altar this morning, Sister Tina and Sue, if you'll come and pray. Come on, I'm going to give you one more chance. You say, Pastor, uh, I'm making excuses. Maybe you're here and you're making an excuse why you can't fully give your life to Christ. I can't fully give my life to Christ. I can't go all in. Maybe you're here and you say, Pastor, I've been struggling about going all in for God. Would you raise your hand this morning? There's one there. There's two there. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's raise it up a little bit in our worship. Thank you. Lord, we thank you this morning. We thank you for the ones that raised their hands this morning. Hallelujah. Lord, we know God this morning. You have called and commissioned each one of us for an assignment in the ministry for you, Lord. If you're here, once again, you say, Pastor, I'm, I'm still making excuses to God. And you didn't raise your hand. Raise your hand this morning. Amen. Father, we thank you this morning. You're worthy of it all. Let's sing worship, team. Christian walk. Amen? I I wrote this down. Sometimes we make excuses because we lack determination for our purpose. Amen? We're going to start walking in our purpose, our destiny, our calling. Amen? Praise the Lord. We're all called to, to do what God has spoke to us to do. Amen? I want you to have a great week. Some of you have traveled a good little ways to be here this morning. Thank you. And the Lord bless you and keep you. And may his face shine upon you this week. Thank you for coming to the house of the Lord and just bless you indeed. Amen. God bless you. Yes, sister. Hallelujah. And praying in obedience for the Lord. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you, Betty, Amen. for calling. Appreciate it. So Amen. So change. tomorrow, take a little extra time and be praying for yes, our uh, yes. our yes. nation. Yes. Church, our nation needs God. Yes. yes. I mean, I, let me say that again. I mean, I'm telling you, I've never heard so much yes. stuff coming down the pike. I mean, it is just crazy. Trans this and trans... I won't get into it. I mean, it's just... I mean, good crazy. Lord. I mean, some of these old-timers are turning over in their grave. I mean, if you walk through the graveyard, you see probably see dirt coming up in some of them places. <laughs> just a joke. Just a joke. All right? I love you. God bless you. And it won't be long. I'm going to be preaching a message on the end time as well. So God bless you. Have a great weekend, the
1: Lord. Amen. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow.